Uh, hey guys, this is Joanne Bishop, the Internet Evangelist from Soul Harvest Ministries. I need to talk to all of you as my listeners about a very important thing, important situation, important subject that I need to touch on. And I need to let y'all know that we are going to interrupt the study of Proverbs for a while. We were studying uh, on the series called A Journey Through Proverbs. And there is a reason why this interruption is occurring and has occurred. Tomorrow, we're going to start preaching about a very, very, very important subject that the Lord has led on my heart to do. He's laid it on my heart. I feel it in my heart to necessarily preach about this message. I'm going to tell you that this message will be preached for quite a while. We don't know how many days. We don't know how many weeks. But until everything that needs to be said is completely, you know, said and it's all completed, we're going to keep preaching it. And after we're through with this sermon series on this subject that I'm about to talk to you about, we will go back to the study of A Journey Through Proverbs, and I'll preach sermons on that later on. Meanwhile, we are going to interrupt it because there's a very important subject, and I got this message from the Lord, and I am not lying to any of you. This is the truth, and I did not hear God in an audible voice, but it has been laying on my heart heavily, and it's laying on my heart more and more now. And, um, you know... I feel the need to preach it, partially because of what's happened here to me and some of the people at my apartment complex. And I will not name names here at Soul Harvest Ministries, and I can't say it, say it enough. I have to say it every time we talk about these issues that are so uh, scary, that are so serious at times. Very traumatic, probably, for some of you. Um, you know, I know you know how it can be. And um, I have post-traumatic stress syndrome. And I will tell you, it is a very, very serious illness. But I know that it can be dealt with. And I'm doing really good right now. And it's thanks to the Lord and His power that is within me to not let my post-traumatic stress disorder get so out of hand. And I pray that it never does again. I had a very bad nervous breakdown, you know, about three or four weeks ago. But after I did my uh, fast and, and everything, seemed like I'm doing a lot better. I've still taken my meds for this and for other illnesses I have with depression and stuff. But the, the God in me is what's keeping all these emotions and stuff and everything like my temper and all that in control, under His control. And self-control is so important. But self-control also needs to be important in the areas of sex. And yes, I am going to be preaching about this. This is why... This interruption on our study of Proverbs, the journey through Proverbs study, has occurred. And there's a lot of things that's happened 
throughout the years in my life pertaining to this issue. And there's a lot of things that's happened in other people's lives, other women's lives. And I am going to say this before we get too carried away, not carried away, before we get too deep on this announcement. If you have small kids, any kids under the age of 10, please, I recommend that you don't let them hear this. Because this could be very, very scary for them. And, you know, what I've seen and what I've gone through, and like I said, I don't want to talk about the past, but there are things that need to be brought up. And and all, but I won't get into any. I won't cloak. I won't bring any information as far as the names of the people involved, their identity, and where you know I, they all live. Now, when I say my apartment complex, I am not going to name the apartment complex I live. I'm not going to name that person. I'm not going to say which apartment they're in, but I know that certain people here. I have to really, really, really watch them. And I've been avoiding contact with them. And it's various reasons, you know. And I know one part for sure I've had a lot of love for. Finding out, and I really believe this, of course, the Lord will let me know. And I believe He already has. Now, that's just me. I believe that I found out. You know, other people have been trying to tell me. And I see this. I heard what they were saying. I've listened to them. But it really put me in a bad tailspin. Now, after all this happened, I have learned, and I'm going to be honest, how to deal with it. Because next time I get told something like this about somebody, then guess what? I'm not going to let it put me in a tailspin and a nervous breakdown like I did last time. Because I've been in close contact with the Lord, and I've been doing my repentance and recommitment fast. And during that time, the transformation journey that um, I have taken on to, and I'm still doing it today. Uh, we got to get back to my self-improvement program today. And we're going to be working on that. Uh, you guys, I love all of you. But... Some of these subjects are going to be for both men and women. Some of the sermons will be for both men and women. And some of them will be just women. And some of them will be just men. Okay? Please understand. And please try to listen to these. Please don't turn your nose up if you can help it at this. And please don't say, hey, I don't want to hear any of this. Let me tell you why I'm saying all this to you. Why I'm telling you to listen. Because it will help you with your relationship with God. To hear these message, messages on these issues, especially the issue of sex and marriage and dating. And um, let me tell you why it will help you. It will help you see where God is at on these subjects, especially the subject of sex and what it is for. And, you know, guys, I love y'all with all my heart. That doesn't mean, I'm, when I say guys, I'm talking about the women and the men and the kids you know, parents, uh, single people out there, I love you in an unconditional way with the love of, my, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I really feel the need to get in here and preach on this subject of sex 
very, very seriously. And, you know, it's weighing heavily more on my heart now to preach this subject because there's a very, very critical need to preach it. And I'm praying that all these preachers that are in these pulpits preaching, that they will start preaching more about it too. And we all have our issues and our views on sex, but we need to try to make our views within within uh, views line up with God's views on it, because He has a lot of serious, strict standards on the issue of sex and what it is to be for. Now, I will let you know one thing right up: sex is not bad and dirty in itself. But I will also let you know that the way it is being used right now at this moment and the way it has been used over the years is being used in the means to be nasty and dirty and people make it to be bad. And now everybody gets afraid of it. And another thing, the pornography in the movies that we see has really caused a lot of problems and marriages, dating relationships, and it's just people, even single people, you know, people that are prostitutes are doing stuff, streetwalkers, female and male streetwalkers. And I just thank God I'm not one of them. I never wanted to be. And that's the thing about being homeless. I could have been looked at as one of them. And that's a very scary subject. I know I was homeless before, and I will tell you, I was scared. But I will thank my Heavenly Father, the Lord God Almighty, my precious Lord God Almighty, he has kept his shield and protection on me from that. And I really thank God. It's not safe. I could have gotten killed. I could have gotten raped. And it almost happened that a man was trying to touch me somewhere. He started giving me a hug. And I said, I thank you for the hug. But I said, let's not do any more. I said, that's enough. And I'm glad a woman that I knew came and picked me up, took me where I needed to go. Because it's scary out there. And, and where I was at... In another town, I won't name the location. And I won't say where I was at during the time that this happened. But I will say that even though he wanted to, I stopped him before he could do anything else. And, you know, people act like they care about you. But then you really find out the true colors once they start doing something that's not right. And it's scary. It's scary. And... Being homeless is scary, and I don't really think a woman should ever have to be homeless. And I don't understand a woman that would want to live life homeless and not have a home to pay for and a bills to pay. I really don't mind spending money on my electricity bill. It's high at times, and it is because I like, uh, you know, it being cold in here, cool in here at times. I'm not a very big heat person in the summer, and I turn it way down in the summer. And sometimes I turn it down some in the winter. But then when it gets too cold, yeah, I'm going to turn it up. So, But I'm not a heat person. I just can't stand a lot of heat. That's just me. And, um, you know, and all that. But uh, let me tell you, I'd rather have this place. And, you know, and this is not out of selfishness and greed. But this is just because it's more peaceful for me. I'd rather just be home by myself. If a real man wants to come by and say, hey, you know, I love you. With all my heart, not only for your body, but your character and how kind you are. And I want to be of help to you. And I want to marry you. I want to love you with my life and with all my heart, soul, 
Yes, I may want to touch you at times, but I vow to wait until I marry you to have sex. If he ever said that to me, any man I've ever gone out with, that would have put a smile on my face. Now, I'm not saying I don't like sex. I do. I would really bask in it. But that would only be within the, within the boundaries of marriage. This time, I said to myself, if I ever go out with another man and I fall in love with him, I'm going to save my sex for when we get married. I am not going to have sex before marriage ever again. That's happened to me in my past life. And I no longer reside there, and I will not go through that. So nobody needs to fuss at me about that now because I've got God. And, you know, and I'm telling you, once I preach about this, I won't ever bring that issue up again about my vignettes. But I know I don't like to talk about the past. But I'm not going to get into detail about a lot of stuff. But I will tell you, I believe in keeping things private as much as I can so that, oh, you know, people won't go to worrying and freaking out. I don't want that to happen. And I've known a few people who do that. I'm not naming names. And I won't say who they are. People that I love, people that know me. But I won't say. I don't want to talk and gossip about people and say stuff behind their back. And I'm not going to do that. I may say some, talk about some vignettes that happen with me and those people, but I will not disclose who they really are, truly are. I don't mention names. I just say he, she, they, or them, or, you know, me, or it, things like that, or they were in another town, not name of the town, not name of the apartment complex. I just cannot disclose that, and I will not. And, uh, you know, I tell you, a lot of wild things going on in my apartment complex. And I believe that some people were concerned about me at this point. It didn't hurt for very long, but it hurt enough to say that I don't even want to get back with this person again unless they've changed, unless they decide to not womanize. But the guy is a womanizer. At least that I know. And I will not name his name. But I'm I'm just not going to get real big into where he's at here. But I'm I'm just not going to say who it is. And I'm just gonna say I don't feel comfortable and also I wanna protect his his identity. And um you know, it's just really a hard subject, but uh you know, guys, we need to really be careful when it comes to the area of sex. And um, the sermon series I'm going to preach is The Matters of Sex, Dating, and Marriage. Well, actually, the first issue is The Matters of Sex. And then the next one, sermon series is The Matters of Dating. And the matters of marriage. And uh, I could, you know, talks about also another sermons is the matters of pornography and stuff like that. The matters of, you know, that because we need to talk about that too. Um, I feel the need, feel led to talk about that as well.
you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, about things pertaining to sex, about sex and well, you know, and the matters of sex. We'll talk about sex in the entertainment industry a lot with the music we listen to, the movies we watch, and this pornography, especially the real, real bad pornography. Of course, all pornography is bad. And a preacher will, any preacher will tell you this, and so will I. Because you know why it's bad? Because it can cause lust, and it could cause problems in marital relationships and dating relationships, both. It causes cheating, it causes prostitution, it causes a lot of crimes, causes you to do a lot of stuff that could also lead you to jail. And it causes rape and everything, incest, uh, just various kinds of immoral behaviors and crimes. And it can lead you to commit a felony. I, I just don't want nobody to go down that road and let anything they listen to on the radio, watch on TV, let them get off course with the Lord and into the straight, into uh, the broad path instead of straight and narrow. I'd rather us be straight and narrow, and I believe that uh, we all need to be that way. And I know it, it can be hard with the music industry. It can be hard with a lot of things. I've been there many of times, and I will not lie. I've been there. I've listened to stuff before, and sometimes I do every now and then, but at least I try to stay, listen to stuff that's more about the Lord, more about Always and Forever, stuff like that, uh, songs, you know, about the one that the Group One crew did about Mr. Measures, I'll Do This For You, which I love that song a lot. And I just think a man and a woman should learn how to deal with each other in a marital relationship. And before you do, there's a that's a book. And I'll be recommending this book, and I recommend it now. It's by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And there's a reason why I'm recommending this book. And so you can learn about marriage and stuff. And we'll get into the issue of marriage. And I will reiterate to you that I recommend that book when the time comes to preach about it. But this time, I am going to preach about uh, the matters of sex. The matters of sex. And, uh, and we're going to talk about that because it's just so important. We need to. And some preachers just don't preach about it like they should. Yes, sex can be a private matter, and I understand. But there are times in the church where sex must be brought up. And let me explain to you guys why. And even to you pastors, priests, and evangelists, why we need to bring it up. And there's a lot of preachers who brought this up, too, that I have listened to. Uh, some I really trust with all my heart. And we're not trying to get dirty or anything like that. But we do need to talk about it. It does need to be talked about. And we're going to talk about it from the uh, biblical point of view. And we're going to talk about pregnancy and all these things about the family and about uh, where kids come from. And we're going to talk about matters of birth control. We're also going to talk about the issues of this uh in vitro fertilization and all. And you're going to hear some things you may not want to hear but need to hear on this deal about in vitro. And I know some of you, I know some of you, and I've talked to some of you, and I know some of you guys probably been through this in vitro fertilization. But uh, when the time comes, I will be talking about that. And uh, there's some issues about that. 
and uh, a, a lady. I'm going to go on ahead and mention her name. And hopefully, and this is something positive about her, okay? But any of you guys know Johnny Erickson Tata, you will remember how she got hurt in 1967, I believe, in a motorcycle accident or something. And she became paralyzed, and she still is today. And I just, my heart goes out to Johnny and people like Johnny. And she's in a wheelchair. And she goes through a lot of pain, like a lot of people do with their sufferings. And she has a disability now. But this disability really caused a lot of problems in her life. But she's stuck in there with the Lord. And she's still with the Lord today on everything. And he, he has made her strong through this. He is making me strong through the problems I've had with my mental health and my PTSD and the major depression. I thought I had bipolar at one time, but to find out what was really actually wrong, the doctors somewhat revealed it, but the Lord revealed it himself to me, what was actually wrong with me. And he's revealed a pretty good bit of it three years ago. In July of, uh, well, June, June of 19, not 19, I say 19, but no, it's not that. It's June of 2018, and throughout June and July, until I, and then after I got in here, he has been revealing to me what was wrong with me, and I just thank God I surrendered all that to him. He's made several revelations to me about some things I've gone through, some things I've done pertaining to the area of mental health and psychology. And I tell you, that transformation has begun of what's going on. My behavioral changes are coming about. It may be kind of slow, but it's not, you know, like it used to be. I'm just not the same because of it. And I finally rededicated and recommitted his, my life to him, you know, a few weeks, you know, two, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, you know, actually, since this fast. And I just thank God for the ability to be able to do, well, a week and a half ago, probably. And I just thank God for the ability to be able to do this fast. Because I will tell you, it was one heck of a fast. But it was good. And, uh, you know, I just uh, thank God for the ability to be able to stick in there and just drink water for a whole 72 hours and not eat. And you guys may think, you're crazy. You're off the wall. You're hurting yourself. No, I was not. I have prayed about this and thought about it, you know, and I limited myself on the fast for how many days I was going to do this. And, you know, I had to realize that anything that was coming in between me and uh, the uh, fast had to be done away with during that period. And I had to start working on that and all. But I will tell you, you know, that was something else. And it really has changed me. And there's a lot of life-changing subjects I could talk about on here and things that's changed my life. And, you know, I'm just telling you, you know, I understand we have sexual desires, and especially men, and that's okay to some extent. But we let those desires run us into trouble. And we'll let it uh, go too far. And we need to stick to God's word. And we need to stick to being walking on the straight and narrow path 
with our Lord Jesus Christ and not going and doing stuff we shouldn't be doing, limiting the pornography, or at least avoiding all that together, because that's the best thing to do, because that is a parasite right there that's not worth getting into. And I've got to thinking about it. And I know I like the movie uh, Dirty Dancing, but let me tell you what. It is a good movie. may have a few of those intimate sex scenes. It could be worse. There's a lot of movies that are worse than Dirty Dancing. And there's some I've watched before that I would never watch again. And I admit, I almost got into pornography before. I got myself out of it. But I limit what I watch. Thank God it was PG-13. It wasn't extremely nasty. I've seen movies a lot worse. And they're all just about six. But I love Dirty Dancing. And I still watch it. But I know I can't let it in the way of me and God. So I keep that in mind too. You know, and I don't think it's wrong to watch some things that are like that to some extent. If you have enough self-control to avoid getting yourself sexually involved with somebody before you ever married them, you know, something like a PG-13 movie that's got a good plot, you know, it's fine. But when it comes to the sins and stuff that could happen, like premarital sex and all that, you need to really be thinking and using wise judgment. When you are watching movies, and I know I like romantic movies, don't get me wrong. But I will tell them, man, even when I watch romantic movies, that I'm not dating, I'm not dating, that I'm not going to uh, date a womanizer, number one. And I'm not going to have sex before marriage with that guy. I love him. I may love him. But I promise to myself and to the Lord that I will never have sex again with a man until I marry him. And if we're really that in love, we need to see about getting married. Because that's a hard, that's serious. When you go to fall in love right away. And I tell you, I was in love with this fellow. But I started falling out of love, you know, with him because I found out what he was. And partially through what I've heard, but also what I have seen. And yes, I will tell you. I don't stay around with the gossips and the gossip groups around here. I keep to myself a lot, and I know this may sound selfish and it may sound mean, but I put a do not disturb sign unless it's an emergency out there. We don't know if this is going to be for everything that I do this all the time, but because of some of the people here and all the stuff that's been going on, I've had to wind up doing that. And there's certain people I just cannot let in here because if I didn't have that sign on, that door, believe me, they might try to get in here. And one of them could get in here and come after me. So I've had to do everything I could to just uh, lock the screen door. I could have contact with that person. I don't even talk to him no more. But if he really wants to talk to me, he's going to have to talk to me with another woman in this house sitting with me. Because I'm not going to talk to him alone. There's just no way. Not after what I've seen and not after what I've heard. No, I really didn't want that woman coming over here telling me what she told me in a way. But in a way, I'm glad she did. But this woman is just his friend. But I know me. I'm not going to partake in fellowship with anybody just as a friend if they're a womanizer wanting to go out and have sex with everybody they can possibly have sex with. 
And I love this fellow in pieces, but I don't, I'm out of love with him when it comes to the issue of dating and all that because he just um, doesn't know, you know, but uh, what he's doing. I'm not going to get too uh, public, public about it, but I'm just, you know, that's as far as I'm going to go. When I heard about it, and his niece wanting to know who's your name, who's that girl? She's one of your boy, one of your girlfriends, and you know when I heard that, I said, "Oh my goodness, oh no!" And I blocked his number for a while, but then I unblocked it trying to make up with him. But I knew it wasn't happening because he's never called me back when I returned when I tried to call him, and then God brought it upon me to just leave him alone and go to falling out of love with him. Still love him as a as a person, as an acquaintance, but not as a friend, have a friendship with him. And not let it upset me. And, you know, I didn't let it make me cry. I was strong. And I can't believe that I was that strong to not let it break my heart that bad. It kind of hurt just a tent, just an inch, but it, it didn't hurt that bad. Well, it really didn't hurt me that bad because I'll tell you what, I have Jesus. Why I let somebody that I'm not even married to that would come by for a while and then go off and go to another town and be with another woman every other weekend. Oh, man. This man, he had another woman in the works. Come to find out, she was his fiance. And I began to believe it. And I, it was just God showed me that. I had to believe it right after just people talking about it. Then they said he wasn't dating anybody right now. That he couldn't because of situations he was dealt with. He didn't say, you know, to me. And, you know, it's just saying. But, um, and I don't hear to preach a sermon right now, but I will tell you, these three issues, the issues of dating, sex, and marriage, I'm going to tell you, it is something very important that I need to talk about. And you teenagers, I'm going to have one sermon or two devoted to y'all about uh, dating and stuff and about uh, parents. And I want the parents to also be involved in this. When this when the time comes for me to preach this message to your teenagers, especially your sons and your daughters, especially the daughters so they know what to do to protect themselves against uh, their uh Boyfriend's trying to get them pregnant before marriage and doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Now, especially these Christian teens that, you know, girls that don't know to get themselves entangled with all that sin and stuff. Parents, please monitor scrutinize kids. Especially when they get on Facebook, you know, when they're old enough to get on Facebook and stuff and what they get onto on the internet. Now, this is my opinion and your parents can, you know, decide what you should do. But I'm not running your lives. I'm not bossing you around. But I'm going to share my opinion about children and the Internet. Okay? Now, I don't really personally believe the Internet is bad in itself. However, there are some bad things for kids. And there are some, maybe some good things, but some things that are not appropriate for kids, especially young children and even teens, that they don't need to be getting on. Too. And another thing I don't recommend is Facebook for teens. And I really don't recommend it for anybody. 
Facebook has become a place that's like a crazy house. I know there are times that they get good messages from preachers and stuff on there, and you can monitor it and all make it private. But I'm going to tell you, no matter what you do, there could be people trying to get in there and get on Messenger and talk to you and ask you for stuff and tell you, hey, I need somebody in my life and all that. And you're really going to have to be serious about that. You know, and make sure that this person, that you meet this person for you ever really do any online relationships with them. Because I've been involved in online dating before through Facebook with a few people. I didn't go on any sites by itself. And I don't believe I will at this point. And, you know, I think, you know, that if God wants me to have a man, it will happen. Yes, I listen to a lot of romantic music and stuff to do with the man. Making love and stuff. And I enjoy it between me and the Lord. You know, but that's between me and the Lord. I won't get into detail about the artists I listen to and all. Because I don't feel like that's anybody's business but mine and God's. I just won't. I believe in keeping a lot of my life private between me and God. And I will do that. So please, respect my boundaries on that. Don't come ask me about your questions. If you can help me, please. What do you listen to? What do you watch on TV? I feel like that's between me and the Lord. Now, I did make a confession about watching Dirty Debts and I like that. But I know there's a lot of movies that are so grotesque when it comes to the issue of sex that I will not watch. And I don't go for these men and women that do all this oral sex on TV. Oh, it's so terrible. And even on the silver screen. That's just way too much. I tell you, Dirty Dancing was far better than a lot of the movies I've watched before or I've heard about. So, don't go see it. It's all bad. But, I mean, it's enough to say you got to be careful. But, hey, I can still stay on the straight and narrow and watch Dirty Dancing here and there. I even like the music off of there. And that's nothing nasty about the songs. They don't sing anything bad. On there, no cursing, no nothing. It's still good. Even if it's secular. I know a guy that will write something in the Baptist Standard about dirty dancing being filthy. And there may be some parts only that may seem filthy. Well, let me tell you something. They're not all that bad. Could be worse. I, I really know what, what real real filth is. If you want to see real filth, watch other shows like uh, Grease 2 with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And some of the other guys, not John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. The first Grease was fine. But the second one, believe me, was nasty. The way they were talking about women. and Oh, man. I'm not going to get into it too much because I don't want to gross anybody out. I saw it and I said, I will never watch it again. And I did not like it. So, you know... I won't. <laughs> you know, once you've seen some movie that you know that is so gruesome. And a lot of the movies today, oh, man, don't get me wrong. I'd rather watch the movies on Hallmark than watching all that other stuff that's out right now. I'm telling you, it's terrible. Vulgarity up their alleys of the entertainment. And it's too much. And it's not called for. There needs to be more decent entertainment out there. Even in the music. I mean, I think really personally a lot of the music we listen to can get out of it. And I have to be careful.
And I'm in all sorts of secular music and some of today's, some of, and a lot of yesterday's. I listen to more of yesterday's music. But I do listen to some stuff. And some pop and R&B and hip-hop and all, but I still have to watch it. I like the Christian the best, but I like secular too. It depends on what mood I'm in. But I'm not going to, I don't care for all this cursing and stuff, and I don't listen to stuff that talks about killing people and raping. I just don't care for that. That is too much. I can't take that. And nobody should, as a Bible believer in the Bible, practice a Christian, take that kind of garbage into their lives. And I hate to say it, but it is garbage. Because it's all trash. It's, kill, it's killing our minds. It's warping our minds when we listen to it all the time. So we really have to keep our check on and, you know, keep ourselves checking on our music, you know, and our shows, movies, TV shows we watch and everything. Because there's a lot of things, not only just pornography, but just everything else, the violence and uh, the foul mouth. Uh, it's bad, foul language, bad, bad language, bad profanity, cursing and swearing. We don't need that. You know, we just don't need to look at, listen to that. You know, it's not good. And, you know, this subject does need to be mentioned. I'm also going to be talking about the human trafficking industry and the sex trade. And I'm going to tell you my views and God's views on that. Because we're going to be studying. I'm going to be doing some special time devoting myself to these issues, especially the issue of sex. And, and we'll talk about the marriage. We'll talk about family and and about the way kids should, what kids should be taught. Now, kids should never be taught that sex is bad, but we should be taught of, when, of what is right and wrong in the issue of sex and what sex is for. And that's what the kids should be taught, especially these teenagers, that they, they could go have it out with each other every night when they're out of school, in the summer and on the weekends and holidays. That's not good because it can cause all kinds of diseases. And these homosexuals, they go out and they have sex with each other, or bisexuals, they have one of them is in love with a man and then goes to be, you know, a woman is in love with another woman, and then she winds up being in love with a man, but she she goes out with that woman that she's been in love with. Bisexuals, transgender, I, I just cannot handle any of this. It's too much, and I don't believe any of you guys can. But we can do one thing is pray for these kind of people, that God would help them to stop doing what they're doing and would reveal to them the dangers of these kinds of immoral and sexual, immorally sexual behaviors so they can stop it. And we need to rebuke all that mess. That Satan is trying so hard to lure people into doing some sins that are pertaining to the area of sex. It is so disgusting and so unreal. I hate to be so judgmental, so critical, and so mean. But I've got to tell you how I feel. And I believe a lot of you guys out there that's a Bible-believing and Bible-practicing Christian, because you've got to be both. You can't just be Bible-believing and not practice what the Bible says. And we're not perfect in the area of being Bible-practicing 100% of the time. There are going to be times where we slip and fall. But if we, you see yourself slipping immediately, and you go to doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, and you say, oh, i got to stop. You know, this ain't right. God will help you to overcome those sins. You've got to do what you can to stop practicing the life of sin. And if you're living with a man unmarried or a man that's living with a woman unmarried and they all live unmarried, that's living a sin too because that's either fornication or, you know, just postmarital. And during a divorce, that's not good either, you know. 
And I know when my husband, not husband, ex-husband divorced me, it did hurt my feelings. But I found out. And I had to learn some harsh lessons about this, my ex-husband. And I won't name his name and where he's at. Some of you may know who I'm talking about. But I don't want all of you to know because I, I just don't feel comfortable. And let's protect people's privacy security, even his. And I tell you, he, he would have ruined it. I came up there to be with him uh, for at least ten years. At least ten years, I lived for with him. But you know that was the worst mistake I've ever made. Living with him unmarried, I felt so bad. I said, Lord, I need to be forgiven of this. And I did feel that way. And, you know, we do need to be prayed for on that area, you know, because that's not a good thing. And all, and it's just not. But it really scares me seeing women get hurt by men. And my mother said this, and I believe this to be the absolute gospel truth that my mama told me is that a man can bring a woman down real fast. And I'm telling you, this is very serious t- stuff I'm talking about. And I know you men are listening, and I want y'all to listen to this. And I hate to say this, but I, you know, you know, but y'all, y'all need to work work on how to treat a woman. I ought to, and I've been thinking about seriously writing a book for all you women. And I know you men are gonna turn your noses up, and you can if you want, but don't be calling here cussing me out and all. By the way, you won't be getting my number. But if you do have it, just don't call me if you can't say anything nice to me. I'm just going to say it because I don't give my number over the airwaves. I'm not going to do it. But I'm just saying that just in case you do have my number and you know me. And you're listening to this podcast right now and this very important message. I'm going to tell you, you barely better be careful and keep your pants zipped. Because I'm getting fed up with all this. And I keep my door closed. I just want to name the person, but uh, I'm just going to keep uh, my door closed. And uh, and uh, I'm just not. I, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to put up with any of this crud. And uh, I just won't. And uh. I just won't, you know. And I, I think a lot of you women know what I'm talking about. And I'm going to tell you, a man doesn't have to use a woman just only for sex. But money, money. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about this too. And I can really preach about how a man is to treat a woman. They can use you for money. If they don't use you for sex, they will use you for every dime you've got. And you may not have a lot of money, but whatever money they know you've got, And uh, don't tell them what you've got. Don't tell them what you buy or anything until you are in holy matrimony and married to this guy. Don't tell him anything because he is not to know. I have learned that lesson for myself because they will call you up and they will ask you for money. And I'm going to tell you, this guy's like from... Over a place like in Nigeria, Uganda, and Africa, and uh, overseas. Oh, man, especially in Nigeria. They can scam you when you don't want to be scammed. 
And that's another thing I'll talk about. Because men are good at being scandalized. Churches, preachers that claim to preach the Word, claim to be uh, preachers, they scam. It's sickening. I won't name names. But I dated one over the internet. And come to find out, God had to bring the revelation to me in August of 2016, and I won't name this guy's name. Some of you probably know who I'm talking about. But I will not say it on here. Because I don't want him knowing it's it's a, it's him. I won't name the person's name. Like I said, discretion is a must in this ministry. And I had, I, I adhere to that. I take, I heed that standard very well. And I heed discretion. I'm going to be discreet as much as I possibly can. But I tell you, this man, I fell in love with him. And I found out how wrong I was for falling in love with him. And God punished me seriously for that. And I left him. And I did what was right. It's not that he took him away. That's her. Yes, he did to show me that that man was going to hurt me. Of course, that guy did dump me. He didn't want me in his life for the right reasons. And he said I was stressing him. No, it's the opposite. He stressed me. But you know what? I'm not letting that happen no more. Because the new Joanne Bishop, the new Joanne Ellis Bishop, won't allow this to happen to her again. I stand up to my men that I come in contact with. Any man, I will. And you women, listen to me. And you men can just be quiet. Because I don't want to hear y'all calling me and talking to ugly men. And I don't want to get any emails. Now I have to be a little stern. And I hate to put my foot in it. I hate to do this. I hate to be ugly, and I'm not trying to be ugly, but I must put my foot down with anybody. I don't want any emails sent to me saying nasty things about me. I don't want anything. And, and also, let me tell you something. I don't want anything being said bad about me. I don't want anybody coming and knocking on my door and find out somebody wanting to know, you know, about anything that I'm talking about in this message and this announcement. Um. Um, I tell you, it's so important. And this is an urgent emergency. I, they call it, you know, I could call it a critical and crucial emergency that we bring this topic up. And South Harvest Ministries will bring this topic up no matter what. And it is because the Lord has laid it on my heart to, in Soul Harvest Ministries to bring this up. And our prayer meeting tomorrow, we will be praying for God to lay on me what he would have me to say about these, about this matter of sex and all the matters of dating and marriage and all and the human trafficking and all, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm, I'm really going to talk about it. And I really am not going to apologize for telling you men, don't call here and cuss me out. Don't call fussing and hollering at me and telling me not to talk about this and talk about what y'all do. Now, I'm not here to gossip. And this is not a gossip session. So I will let you know that so you can rest assured. And I'm not gossiping. Because if I was, I'd be sharing everything about these people and about you or whoever you are. I don't do that. I don't. I keep identity discreet uh, away from being uh, brought up. And I won't even get too full into detail. But I know... I will say enough of what I need to say. If you want to take a guess and say about what I'm talking about, you can. But I'm going to tell you what. 
I don't want you over here if you can't be nice to me and respect me for who I am. And if you go to tell me you're sorry, call me on the phone and tell me you're sorry if you know my phone number. Otherwise, I will not give it to you on the airwaves. You just send me an email. And I will uh, uh, talk to you. Otherwise, I want you guys to know that I do care about y'all. And if I did it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring this message up. And yes, I'm going to talk to you men about how, you know, you're to make sure that your woman treats you good, too. Because there are some women that have treated men roughly and wrongfully, and I don't think that's good either. And a man should treat her husband right and her man right. Uh, not a man. A woman should treat her husband right. White. Not white. Excuse me. Words I mixed up. Excuse me. Uh, I'll repeat. Excuse me. Help me, Lord. What I meant to say. Okay, listen to me again. I don't know what words were. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, gosh. I'm so saying the wrong words. A man should treat his woman right. But also, and I'm saying this to you women, a woman should also treat her husband right. So men and women, they need to treat each other right in marriage and in dating relationships too. But when you date somebody, you need to make sure they're a God-fearing Christian and that they are real for what they do. If they're faking it and they're being an imposter, you do not need to be with them. And do not marry an imposter. I had to be told that by the Lord, and I will make sure to that, because we don't need to be around people like that. It's uh, not good, and uh, you don't want to get married to somebody like that. A man marrying a woman that's an apostle, that's not good. A woman marrying a man that's an apostle, that's not good either, and I've been around enough of them, and I've been around people who's broken my hearts too many times, and I will not go back down that path again. I will stand up, and I, I'll be nice to you the first time. And the next time, maybe a little bit uh, firmer than what it was the first time. You know, because you keep doing it. I tell you, once or twice, that's it. I can tell. And if you're going to lie to me, I have to be done with that. I love you. I care about you. But if you love me like you, like you say you do, then show it. That's what I tell a man. And that's what you women need to tell your man, too. And you men need to tell your women that, too. She's not showing the kind of agape and the wifely love that she should be showing to you as, your, as her husband. She should treat you right. Husbands treat women right. Husbands are to treat wives right. And wives are to treat their husbands right, too. And the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church and wives submit yourselves to your husbands and i know that's been hard you know and it can be hard in some relationships and i'll tell you the last person i was with in a marital relationship my ex-husband told me he did not want to bible up a christian wife and you know he was brought up in church that's bad his grandparents He'd go to church for a while. And I know there's some things at church that shouldn't be happening in this day and age. And there is sin in some of these churches. Well, a lot of them. I've gone to some churches that I just will never walk back in there again.
because the devil was in that church and I never got him out. And I knew the devil was going to take me for having a calling at one time to minister. He may try to take me now, and he probably will, especially when I preach these messages on issues about sex and stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to preach it because I knew God is my witness. He is laying this on my heart, and I have interrupted the study of Proverbs that we're doing, our journey, a journey through Proverbs uh, sermon series, because this subject is very crucial to talk about. And I feel the need and the longing to talk about it, not only for myself, but everybody else involved, because I care about you guys, and I don't want you to have to go down the road I've been on if you haven't. And if you have, I want to teach you to not let it happen to you again, to be careful for if anything else happens to you again, or if a repeated situation comes up that pertains to these things that you've been through. Because I believe that some of you, I don't know who, and that's okay. That's between you and whoever. But uh, I know for a fact that this subject is so serious. And it is. Uh, it's so serious. It's a scary subject. And what I'm going to preach, preach about may be very, very scary. Well, it is very scary for a lot of people. And I hate to do it. No, no I hate to do it. I'm not going to apologize for preaching it. I mean, what I meant to say is I will not apologize because this is what the Lord has asked me to do. And I'm, I've been praying about it and I will keep praying. I will keep praying before I get on air here and preaching. Now, I cannot do much if you get offended. Because what I'm saying is not to offend you. It's to help you. And it's to open your eyes to what's going on right now in this world. Not just here in America, but in all over. Places like in Africa, India, Asia, all over. Uh, Europe, Philippines, Greece, Germany, England. It's all over. And I'm telling you, it's really bad. It's really bad what's going on with this human trafficking. And if you watch the news, you will know that it does happen. And it's still happening today. Men, husbands beating up on their wives and everything. Stealing things, getting involved in stuff they don't need to be involved in. Now, I don't mean the man is to be dic dictator of the wife, but he is to be the head of the home and the head over her to make sure that things are being done correctly in the house, that God has asked to be done correctly, such as the money, dealing with money, uh, dealing with everything, the kids, uh, disciplining the kids, child rearing, uh, matters pertaining to sex with him and the woman that he's with and everything. And we'll preach on all that later on, but I'm going to take some careful study as I go along preaching these messages. But right now, we're going to preach the sermon series on the matter of sex. And that's going to be a sermon that some people may not want to hear, but I do encourage you guys to uh, listen to it, especially you women. And also you guys who are involved in homosexual relationships. And we're going to talk about that. And um, we are going to preach. We are going to talk about it. And I am going to preach and get gung-ho about this until we are through and we are done talking about this. And I'm not doing this just because I want to do it. I'm doing this because it's what the Lord placed on my heart to do. So please believe me that all this is true.
And it must be taught and it must be preached and brought up in the church. Thank y'all very much. And I want to let y'all know that Jesus loves you. And I do too. And I will be back later on uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock for our prayer meeting. And uh, we will be praying about this then. And I will be praying in my personal prayer time about it. So I just want to tell you guys, I love y'all. But before I go, I want to say this. Jesus loves you, and I do too. And I will see y'all at 1 o'clock tomorrow in the afternoon. My time, central time here in the U.S. And uh, also, um, you know, we'll preach it. Uh, we'll do Joanne Bishop's well at 2 o'clock, my time, after we do the prayer meeting. And we will also preach it, that sermon our first sermon on the the matter of sex. So, you know, we'll talk about it later and just tell you love you. And good night to all of you here in the U.S. and other parts of the world. Uh, good morning and other parts of the world. Good afternoon. I'll see y'all later. Thanks. God bless y'all. <laughs>